Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanic.com. Today we are talking about the state of the shop. This is episode 41 of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. This episode was the very first episode in a series that I did called The State of the Shop. And essentially where this came from was some old blog posts that I had done very early on the website called Shop Shots, where I'd take a picture of what's going on in the shop and kind of tell a story about what was happening with it. Well, because we had moved to a video platform and now audio platform, I wanted to take that concept and move it forward with the rest of the channel. So in these videos, we're gonna be talking about really common failures, common repairs, and sort of what's going on in the VW world. Now, this episode originally aired February 4 of 2015, What's interesting is some of the things that at the time were just developing into very known, very common problems are now considered like the normal of the VW Audi repair world, or we're even kind of past a lot of these. Things like intake manifolds failing, we're not past that, but we're, I think, on the other side of the bell curve of really, really high numbers of failures. Same kind of goes for water pumps as well. We talk about the Jetta Beetle recall on the rear axles that I think a lot of my fellow technicians in the VW dealership world hate me for the video that I did, but if they weren't hacks doing a hack job, they would understand why I was so upset about people hacking up that repair. So we're going to talk about that and more before we get into the show. I want to remind you guys, if you like the show, you like the work that I do for you, enjoy the content from an entertainment standpoint, and more importantly, really is learn things that help you fix cars, own your car, not get taken advantage of, check out the crew membership program. In addition to getting exclusive content from me, you also get discounts. This is like the big win of the, the crew members, right? The discounts to places like Black Forest, Eastwood, MT Knives. Sonic Tools gives 20% off your first order, which can save you a ton of money if you're buying tools. S&P Automotive, Kerma TDI, Prime Sunglasses, MyCanic, Scanner Danner, and more. So check that out. There's a link down in the description on the blog at humblemechanic.com. Or if you're listening on a podcasting platform or podcasting app, that link should show up as well. In addition to that, you do get the downloads for the VW Audi training manuals that we build. We'll be doing two new classes in 2018, so I'll be adding quite a bit more of those training books. The only other way to get that is $375 to come to one of our classes. You can also check out the Patreon that I set up for you guys. You guys wanted a Patreon, you can throw a buck there. That's cool. If you want to do more, that's cool too. There's some fun things going on there as well as my Amazon link. At the bottom of every show, I have a link with some recommended tools. Hit that link, check them out, buy the tools, don't buy the tools, buy something else. Either way, I get a little bit of credit, and the cool part for you guys is it doesn't cost you any extra money, so it's an easy way to help support the show. All right, with all that wrapped up, let's travel back in time almost three years ago and talk the state of the shop. Today, I want to do something a little bit different than I've traditionally done on a podcast, but it's actually this thing that I've been doing for about four years. And that's share some of the things that are going on in the shop right now. This would be like really common jobs, uh, failures that we're seeing, um, weird issues, a funny story that I got saved for the end. Um, you know, sort of like a shop shots kind of deal, but a little more interactive. I posted a picture on Instagram, um, when this would have been Tuesday, I guess, right before I left work, of a brand new GTI engine that one of the boys is going to be uh, installing in the shop. And uh, this car actually was a dealer trade and came to our dealership. And once it got warm, it started making a really loud knocking noise. And uh, I don't know the full diagnostic procedure, but basically we called Volkswagen. Well, I didn't call Volkswagen. He called Volkswagen. And they had him replace the engine. The crazy thing is this engine only has 80 miles on it. 
So, you know, a huge, huge deal on a car that basically has no miles on it. Um, what was really interesting, though, is this engine came with intake manifold, turbocharger. This is the first time I've ever even seen a Volkswagen engine come with a clutch on it. It's absolutely crazy. So hopefully it's a quick job for him. And um, if we can disassemble it a little bit before sending it back, I'll, I'll try and get some good pictures and see if, uh, see if we can get a better idea of what actually was going on. And it'll be cool to show some of the variable timing and stuff on, on this new generation GTI engine. But uh, it's always weird when you have a brand new car that hasn't even been sold yet have that expensive of a repair. I want to say the bill came in at about $11,000. So it was absolutely nuts. Luckily, that's not a common one, just a really oddball one that I wanted to share with you guys. The other things that we've been seeing a lot of lately are, and this is actually really new over the last few days, is failures of the 2.0 turbo, like the CCTA engine code, wiring harnesses. And we've been seeing that show itself in the form of cam position sensor fault that'll clear, you know, the fault will go away for a few days and then come back and then you clear it or you replace something and it'll go away and it'll come back again. So my teammate actually had one too. Um, so he called Volkswagen again and they basically advised him to check a few measuring value blocks and then go ahead and put a harness in it. I actually got a call from my buddies at Apex Tuning with a similar issue, so I assume we're going to start seeing one or two more of these pop through. That is just my assumption. That doesn't mean that this is going to be an ongoing problem with Volkswagen. The other thing that we've been doing a lot of is ECM updates. Um, the biggest one we've seen is the TDI Passats for an issue with the turbocharger on cold start. Now, when we get these software updates, we don't always know everything that the update does. It's basically just an updated version of the software. So it can do one little thing that they say it does, but it could do a million things more. It could impact other things. Generally, we don't know. We get very limited information. But this has to do with um, turbocharger function on cold start. So beyond that, I'm not 100% sure of exactly what it does or what else it may do. But it's a pretty quick flash. It takes like, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. They've usually been coupled with like a 10K or a 20K free service. Um, a couple other updates. I posted a while back about the Jetta and Beetle uh, rear trailing arm bulletin where in an accident, the trailing arm may not crumple enough or, you know, there's a ton of things. I don't even want to speculate on some of the stuff that could happen. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to go down that road. Basically, we're just checking for straightness of the rear trailing arms on the solid beam axles. And uh, that's a super quick update. We're basically putting a straight edge on it, checking it with a, a measured piece. And if it's straight, it's straight. We send it out the door. I've actually never seen one that's had the damage explained in the bulletin. Um, if you have, post it up in the comments and let us know, because I'm actually really curious if any of you guys have, have seen that. The other one that um, I've been asked about recently is the fuel rail update on the 1.8 turbos, the newest generation 1.8 turbos. We've seen a lot of those. Um, never seen one with an issue, never seen one with a fuel leak, never seen one cracked or damaged in any way, shape, or form. But we've been getting a ton from some of the local rental car companies come in for um, basically a fuel rail replacement. And I actually haven't done one yet, um, but I've seen a lot of them done in the shop. A lot of the guys have done them. We have one team that works with a lot of the rental car companies. So they've been doing the bulk of them as well as the lot cars. So as far as it being you know a severe issue, I don't think it is. Again, I, don't, I haven't seen any that are a problem, but um, it's cool to see Volkswagen taking such a proactive approach on something that you know even at 100,000 miles might be a problem. Again, I don't really know. They've definitely been putting a lot of these fuel rails on. We've also had sort of a rehash of an older problem, and that's failing ignition coils. 
Um, gosh, I've probably put five or six ignition coils on different cars over the last few weeks, and they seem to always be a misfire on cylinder one on the CCTA engines. And this has been on, I think, two or three Tiguan's, one or two Jettas, so it's not just isolated to one vehicle, but it is isolated to that one engine. The good thing about that particular misfire diagnosis is that it's really easy to do. Basically, we're checking faults, seeing what cylinder has the misfire, popping the coils up, swapping them around, obviously paying attention to where we're swapping, and then rechecking and see where the misfire moved to. So if my misfire is on cylinder one, I take that coil out, I move it to three, now my misfire moves to three, I know I got a bad coil. Uh, luckily, they're cheap enough that it's not a huge expense to the customer, but it has been like a weird run of them, and I'm not sure if it's temperature-related or maybe moisture-related in the air with all the rain we've had here lately, but it's definitely been, uh, been a little bit of a run of them. And it's actually really weird how problems like that happen. We'll see runs of, you know, last year it was DPFs. I would do like five or six in a row, and then, you know, I haven't seen one since. Now it's coil packs or intake manifolds or water pumps, and you see clusters of them, and then you don't see them for a while. It's, it's really cool, really interesting. Speaking of intake manifolds, I did one today. Uh, I've had three or four in the last couple weeks. I did a video all about how those fail. If you wanna check that out, I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Um, today's was a good one. The little arm popped out, so severe vacuum leak, idle control was all whacked out and the car ran like crap. <laughs> um, luckily, it was just that one thing causing it. So put an intake manifold in under warranty extension, and customer was happy. I got paid really well to do it, so you know everybody wins. Another one that I've done a video on is the CCTA water pump failure. Um, the last couple I've seen, actually one was leaking, which is the most common way I've seen it fail, but I'm starting to see a new way that they fail, and that's not the water pump necessarily failing, it's actually the thermostat failing. It's all one piece, so the water pump and thermostat are housed in the same unit. And um, I've been seeing faults for malfunctioning cooling system, or you know, vehicle basically vehicle takes too long to warm up, engine temperature too low, and that generally results in failure of the thermostat. So I put one on last week, uh, TIG one I believe, where it had the code for a failed thermostat. Not as common as the coolant leaks, but I'm, they're starting to pop up here and there. Sadly, the doozy. <laughs> um, we had a new Golf that um, was in the showroom, the battery was dead, and I guess they went to jumpstart it to pull it out of the showroom because a customer was gonna buy it. And then from what I hear, it sounds like they jump-started the vehicle backwards. So they put the negative to the positive and the positive to the negative. And as you might imagine, that is a bad choice for a modern vehicle. So um, they put a battery in it. All the lights in the dash were flashing. Um, I think he found one or two blown fuses, replaced the fuse. Now I think it's communication with the steering rack. There's probably a myriad of other problems going on with that. I don't know all the details, but I'll keep you guys posted on what happened. So uh, I don't know who the knucklehead that jump-started it backwards was, but uh, he'll be in for a bad time, I'm sure. It's actually not the first time I've seen that. I've seen it happen two other times that I can remember. One was someone jump-started a CC backwards and smoked the ECM, the engine control module, and uh, that cost, you know, $1,300-something for an ECM. The other one is the worst one that I've ever seen, and that was someone jump-started the convenience battery of a Phaeton backwards, melted the harness right in front of the left rear taillight, I believe, 
and uh, it totaled the vehicle because the only way you could fix all that without creating a jumble of wires, you know, a, as big around as your waist is to replace the body harness. And the body harness was probably like 10 grand or something crazy like that on top of, you know, a million hours labor. So sadly that one got totaled and uh, parted out or something, who knows. But uh, <laughs> that would be a pretty miserable job on a Phaeton to do a, a, a entire vehicle harness. All right, so I have a feeling that these state of the shop episodes are gonna be some of the most fun to go back and listen to. And we really bring in what was going on at that time. And it'll be fun to watch the evolution of what happened with things like Dieselgate and common repairs as we move forward in time. Remember, if you wanna support the show, I talked about all that at the front of the episode, crew members, Patreon or Amazon link. Of course, there's links to the YouTube channel, to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, of course, everywhere you guys can follow me on social media where I post a little bit more often. If you're listening on iTunes or another podcasting platform, do me a huge favor. Swing over, leave the show a review. Let me know what you think. If you think it's worth five stars, mash that five star. I really do appreciate that. If you think it's worth something else, awesome. Either way, I appreciate you taking your time out of your day to hang out with me, listen to the show, watch the show, and leave it a review. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you.